Welcome to the Funeral Fact Podcast. Our goal is to lift the veil of mystery from funeral customs and traditions for our listeners around the globe. I'm your host, Jeff Casper. Before we get started with today's program, I wanted to welcome all of the new listeners that we have gotten to know over the past two months that we've been doing this uh, program. It is amazing to me at how quickly uh, the podcast has taken off, and it is great to have you with us. Uh, The Funeral Fact podcast today, as I am recording this, literally has reached every continent with the exception of Antarctica, and it is such an honor to have all of you listening to us that I wanted to recognize those countries uh, that have subscribed and, and have really shown their support. Of course, the United States, Japan, Germany, Canada, Cyprus, Slovakia, the United Kingdom, Colombia, France, the Netherlands, Spain, Singapore, Taiwan, Sweden, Australia, and Peru. Again, it just makes my heart feel so good that all of you are coming along on this ride because it is so much fun to put the podcast together and we have such a great time. Now, if you're joining us for the first time and you're wondering, gosh, how can I get more information? about uh, past shows, future guests, uh, as well as in today's case, we're going to be talking about 125 things you need to do when someone dies. And we have a list that you can download for free. It's available on our website, which is funeralfact.com. You can also send us an email right from the website and let us know your thoughts, give us suggestions for future shows, as well as being able to Um, get any other information on contact information on previous guests that we may have had. And um, it just makes everything come together for you in one place. Again, that website is funeralfact.com. And like I said, you can subscribe with just a click in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or the Google Play Music Store right there from the website. As I alluded to, we are going to be exploring the 125 things that you need to do when someone dies. Now, these are 125 things that happen every time that someone passes away. Uh, It may not be one individual doing it. it. In some cases, if someone passes away and they don't have a uh, a child or a spouse or a family member who can gather this information together, uh, the government will often, oftentimes appoint someone who will take care of these matters. But we do this really not to scare or overwhelm you, but to give you a sense of all the things that need to be happening so that hopefully you'll be encouraged to take just some time out and maybe gather much of this information together, um, do a little bit of investigation on your own as far as resources that are available in your immediate community, and most importantly, have a conversation with someone so that they will know what your wishes are, and they won't be guessing. And really, frankly, the worst time to plan a funeral or a, a remembrance of someone is immediately after they passed away. Ideally, if all of this information is put together and thought out ahead of time, then the people that are left behind who are still grieving for you or the person who has been lost are still able to proceed forward because they have a clear direction 
that that person has left for them. So let's start out without further ado. We have a lot of items to get through. Um, and for those of you that are doing the math, you figure 125 items, and we only have a 30-minute podcast, so we're going to really condense them in. But first of all, you need to secure what are called vital statistics. And these are your full legal name, the complete address, telephone number, and emails of the person who passed away. Uh, If they have a religious name uh, that they've been given, what their date of birth is, where they were born, uh, what's their marital status. Now, this is important because many times people may not have actually gotten married. They may have lived with someone for years, but they never actually um, went and, and had their relationship um, uh, taken care of at the uh, clerk's office or, or through a religious ceremony. And again, depending on where you are in the world, but that leaves the surviving spouse uh, with oftentimes less or no rights whatsoever. So if they are married, you'll need to get the name of their spouse. You'll need the spouse's uh, maiden name if it's if it's a uh, wife, uh, what the decedent's educational attainment is, what's their citizenship, because if they're not a citizen of the country that they passed away in, there may be some documents that need to be completed uh, at the consulate level, level for them to uh, be processed through their home country. Uh, what their father's name was, where their father was born, their mother's name and her maiden name, the mother's birthplace, the number and full names um, and addresses of all children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, their social security or tax identification number, their veteran serial or service numbers, it's sometimes called, if they served in the military, uh, the dates and where they served in the military, and when they were discharged if they were in the military. How long had they been at the current residence uh, where they were uh, living, as well as any former residences? Uh, what their occupation was, job title, nature of work, and their employment history the location of where they worked, and the phone number, and of course their email is good to have, uh, and their family origin. Now, with someone's passing, there's a number of expenses that need to be taken care of, and oftentimes those are called final expenses, uh, but there's going to most likely be an estate or inheritance taxes that will need to be paid. Uh, There will be funeral expenses or memorial expenses. Uh, You will need to... uh, pay for the purchase of the family burial estate, mausoleum, crypt, or cremation niche, as the case may be. Um, What type of permanent uh, memorialization does the uh, decedent want to have? Do they want a plaque? Do they want a headstone? Do they want an entire mausoleum built uh, in their honor? Um, How do they want the monument or the the marker engraved? You'll need to select a a funeral director who will take care of a lot of these things, but the funeral director is still going to need that that information. Uh, You'll need to identify a clergy or an officiant for your uh, funeral or memorial service. Uh, Do you need to hire an organist or a vocalist or uh, have other live music available? Uh, You'll need to uh, consider a florist. You'll need to write an obituary. 
You'll need to identify what clothing you want the person who passed away buried in. Um, it's helpful if you can find a long-distance uh, phone service or wire service, uh, as if need be, so that you can contact uh, uh, family members and friends that are left behind. You need to think about food. Uh, certainly after the uh, uh, memorial service or funeral, it's customary in the United States that there would be a gathering of friends, and you'll need to pay for the, that food as well. Um, any transportation of either uh, the decedent from where they passed away to the funeral home or for that processing. Uh, if there are any doctors um, who treated the decedent, you'll need to, to obtain that information. Nurses um, may have been taking care of them, uh, medical practitioners, ambulance services, hospitals or nursing homes, medication or pharmacy bills. Um, any current or urgent bills, such as uh, someone's mortgage or rent payment, taxes, installment loan payments, those types of things. And then you also need to go about collecting a fair amount of paperwork. Um, you want to locate the uh, person's last will and testament. Uh, and you want to see if there are any uh, special uh, requests or special wishes that they wanted fulfilled. Uh, and also see if they have any trust documents in place and in force. Uh, you want to prepare uh, any legal papers, uh, certificates, and permits that would be necessary. Um, you'll want to find a copy of their birth certificate or a legal proof of age. Uh, you'll also want to obtain citizenship papers if um, uh, they are, were not originally a citizen of the country that they passed away in. Uh, you'll want their Social Security card or tax ID card that they uh, would have. A marriage license or licenses, as the case may be. Um, you'll also want to, again, if they served in the military, their veterans discharge certificate. Um, you'll also want to file claims with the, the appropriate insurance policies, such as life, health, accident, property, auto, and if there are any government forms that need to be uh, completed. Um, if there are any disability claims that need to be filed, you'll need to gather bank books as well as a listing of the accounts uh, that the decedent had. And if there are any other financial accounts, retirement, um, brokerage accounts, uh, bonds that they may have held, you'll also want to um, gather any property deeds that on uh, real estate that they may have owned. Uh, if they had already purchased cemetery property, you'd want to definitely have the deed or proof of ownership for that property as well. Um, and if they own automobiles, you're going to need to get the automobile titles or a bill of sale uh, proving the ownership of those because, again, those will most likely need to be disposed of uh, through the estate and or through the trust, as the case may be, but having those documents will make it so much easier and facilitate the uh, liquidation of the decedent's estate. And, of course, you're going to want to have copies of income tax returns, uh, receipts, and any canceled checks that they may have saved uh, for uh, tax purposes as well. And that's, that's again, very important. Now, we're going through this list today not to scare people or, or make you feel incredibly overwhelmed. It's really the, the fact that all of these things need to happen. They all need to be done. They all need to be gathered. That information needs to be put together so that 
other necessary forms and procedures can take place. And if you're sitting here listening to this today, I would really encourage you to take some time and put these things together. You don't have to do it all at once, but as you put them together, you're making those that, that are surviving you so much easier to go through when it's going to be a difficult time for them anyway. You're allowing them that peace of mind knowing that you plan for this and everything will be coming together. And you don't have to spell it out. Obviously, if you can, that's that's great. But if you can just begin to gather this information and then have a discussion with somebody so that they know what is going on so that they can find it when the time comes. Now, we're up against a break, so please don't go away. We'll be back in just a few moments. Uh, don't forget, forget to visit FuneralFact.com, where you can subscribe with just one click in iTunes or Google Play Music. You'll also have um, more information on how to contact our guests as see what's in store for upcoming episodes and give us your feedbacks and ideas for future episodes, which is important. So again, we look forward to hearing from you there. You'll also be able to download this list of 125 things you need to do when someone dies for free at our website, which is www.funeralfact.com. We'll be right back. Senior Helpers provides essential information, in-home care, and support for seniors living with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, and other disabling diseases. We spoke with renowned occupational therapist, Tipa Snow, about some of the myths surrounding Alzheimer's disease. Some of the myths about dementia and Alzheimer's is that people aren't trying and that maybe we should push them harder. There's a point at which the brain is dying, and so people are doing the best they can in that moment. What we could do is change how we go about it. Another myth is that it's all genetic. Not necessarily, lifestyle matters. How we live our life makes a difference. We also know that not everybody will get it. It's not something that for sure, as you age, you will develop. For more information on Senior Helpers, please visit us online at seniorhelpers.com. Senior Helpers is a member of the Alzheimer's Foundation of America. We are this close. We are this close. We are this close. Of one to making history. This close to changing the world. We are this close. This close. This close to making sure no child suffers a crippling disease. Ever again. This close. We are this close to ending polio. To ending polio. All we need is you. Is you. This close. If we don't act now, we may lose this chance forever. Help Rotary make history at endpolionow.org. Moore's Mission Funeral Home asks, how do you want to be remembered? I'd like to be remembered as somebody who treated people with love and respect. I'd like to be remembered as someone who brought happiness to others. I'd like to be remembered as someone who made other people feel important. I want to be remembered as the sunshine gal, who was a compassionate listener with unconditional love. I would like to be remembered as a loving husband and father. I'd like to be remembered as the one that was fun and loving. How would you like to be remembered? And who will tell your story? Start to tell your unique personal story by calling Moore's Mission Funeral Home in Concord at 925-682-1100. 
It's your story to tell. What will be said about you? Call Moore's Mission Funeral Home at 925-682-1100. Let us help tell your story. Licensed California Funeral Home, CAFD-873. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. We are back. This is Jeff Casper. I'm your host for the Funeral Fact Podcast. And today we are talking about 125 things you need to do when someone dies. And this is just to give our listeners an idea of all of the many things that that have to happen in one way, shape, form, or another. Um, Now, before the break, we talked about gathering what are called vital statistics. And then some of the things you have to pay for as well as collecting some documents and paperwork. And now, in the second segment, I really wanted to talk about some of the things that you'll need to, or that will need to be decided and arranged within a few hours of someone's passing. Now, first of all, you're going to need to make cemetery arrangements. You're also going to need to secure internment space and get exact location of where that body's going to be buried or how the body's going to be disposed of. Uh, You're going to need to arrange for the opening and closing of the grave, mausoleum, or niche space. Now, again, a funeral director will help you with a lot of these things, but again, it's a matter of, of having thought about it beforehand so that you don't have to make these decisions right off the, the cuff, if you will. Uh, You're going to need to possibly secure endowment care, which means basically that um, who's going to take care of the the cemetery plot or the mausoleum as as time goes on through the years. Um, You're going to need to arrange for the graveside committal service. You're also going to need to use uh, secure the use of cemetery chapel for the committal prayers. you're going to need to decide on embalming and, and any other preparation of the deceased. Uh, you're going to need to choose what type of restorative art you want used, and that's, that would be the makeup and, and how you want them restored to um, uh, look their best if you choose to have a, an open casket, as an example. Um, of course, you need to choose a funeral home, and really maybe that one should be up higher on the list. Um, because that's very important. Uh, you're going to need to choose a location for the funeral service. Um, and you're going to need to decide what type of service you want to have. Is it going to be religious, fraternal, a military service, uh, etc.? Uh, now you're going to need to uh, book a time and a place for the visitation as well as the funeral service. You're going to need to arrange for any special religious or fraternal um, uh, services or ceremonies that you may want to have 
um, as part of this service. Um, you're going to need to put together information for a eulogy, and that can be delivered by a family member or the officiant at uh, the funeral or uh, uh, celebration of life. Um, that's really between um, um, your family members. Um, you're also going to need to select a casket, and as I had mentioned a little bit earlier, you're going to need to decide whether you want it open, do you want it closed, do you want people to be able to see um, the person that's passed away or not. Um, you're also going to need to select an outer burial container or a burial vault, uh, which is what the casket would go into, as in this example, inside the ground. Uh, and it surrounds and protects the, the casket itself. Um, you're going to possibly need to select an urn or a niche space if you are, have chosen cremation. Um, you're going to need to provide the vital statistics about the deceased person for the newspaper, and that's usually done in the form of an obituary. Uh, which I mentioned before, uh, the longer the obituary in many um, metropolitan newspapers now, those those are charged for it. it used to be a free service. Uh, but again, you're going to need to decide who's going to edit it down and, and give as much information as your budget will allow, really. Um, then you're going to want to decide who's going to pick on the uh, the jewelry or pick out the clothing, I should say, uh, that the person will be dressed in, uh, as well as if there's uh, jewelry and glasses that that need to be brought into the funeral home. Um, you also need to decide uh, what the disposition of the jewelry and, and the glasses will be. For instance, uh, uh, do you want them returned to the family? Do you want the glasses buried with the individual if they're, they're being uh, buried? Um, you're going to need to uh, uh, choose cosmetology and hairdressing for the deceased. Um, you will need to select uh, scripture readings or readings as or could be poems uh, or other um, words of inspiration that that would be meaningful uh, to those that would be in attendance you'll need to um, identify and select a clergy person uh, or uh, uh, an officiant who will actually officiate the uh, the ceremony I strongly recommend that uh, listeners would not use a family member to officiate uh, only because it is it is generally speaking unless they happen to be a member of a clergy or officiate a large number of uh, funerals or memorial services it's a very uh, demanding role to place on someone who's also grieving um, you are going to uh, need to be looking into how do you want the uh, um, the grave, it's, you know, uh, to be marked. Do you want it, um, you know, the, the temporary marking and then, of course, the permanent marking. You're going to need to select that more memorial marker or monument uh, setting and, and figure out what needs to be in, inscribed on it. Uh, now, oftentimes, particularly if, if uh, a former member of the military is being buried um, at a veteran cemetery, they have a number of prescribed uh, saying statements and, and uh, religious icons that can be placed on the uh, markers. Uh, you don't have a lot of, of choice in that, uh, but they have a large number. But as far as having something that would be very unique, I'll share a personal story with you. Uh, my father and mother are actually buried in a military cemetery here in California. 
and uh, my father really wanted on his and you know his his headstone to to read see i told you i was sick but uh, he thought that would be funny um and uh, unfortunately the the united states government doesn't have the same sense of humor uh that my father did and so uh, instead they have loving father and mother but nonetheless you're you're going to want to think about that and and choose those inscriptions uh you're going to want to select any charitable contributions for memorials in memory of the deceased. You're going to need to uh, obtain a registration book um, or a memorial prayer book, uh, as well as prayer cards, if, if you choose to have those. You'll need to select a pallbearer, and usually that's six to eight individuals who would carry the casket um, from the um, uh, hearse or coach, as it's called, um, out to the gravesite. Um and many times these can be honorary as well. They don't actually physically need to to uh, lift the casket, but uh, in some cases they can, again, depending on your community. And, and your funeral director is able to go through all of those um, logistics with you. Uh, you'll need to make floral arrangements and transportation before and after um, your services. You'll need to select music if you're going to be having any. Uh, and again, I, I talked a little bit earlier about you'll need to decide whether you're going to have an organist or a pianist or a vocalist. Um, you need to arrange for a, a funeral coach or a hearse. Uh, you may also want to arrange for limousines for family and the pallbearers. Uh, again, just to make uh, relieve that burden of having to drive and, and uh, go from the... Uh, a funeral home or the church to the cemetery. Um, you will also need to arrange for a funeral car list uh, for family and guests that will be attending that you know. Um, you'll need to make sure that you have appropriate clothing for you and your children. Uh, you're going to, in some cases, if you have younger children, you'll you'll want to make sure that you prearrange someone to take care of them or as well as uh, pets. A lot of people don't think about that. Uh, house cleaning, you'll want to make sure that things in order. Many times, at least here in the United States, we go back to the de deceased's home uh, and have a reception after a funeral. And again, um, you don't want to be burdened with that. It, it probably makes sense to go through and have a housekeeping service um, go through and, and uh, help you with that. Um, you're going to uh, want to arrange for any um, uh, meetings with, uh, you know, funeral directors, lawyers, clergy, uh, cemetery care, caretaker if necessary. Um, if you have people coming in, you want to arrange for transportation. You want to review and sign all paperwork. You want to arrange transportation and lodging for your out-of-town guests. Acknowledge those who have helped you in a special way uh, with a thank you note. You're also going to want to know how to uh, get certified copies of death certificates and things of that nature. Um, decide on whether or not you're going to have a memorial video, uh, any type of pictures available. Uh, and then also who's going to help you to write uh, thank you notes. Um, then you want to go through and notify the following people as soon as possible. All family members, all relatives, all friends, uh, minister and church or officiants, uh, the funeral directors, I'd mentioned the pallbearers, 
uh, cemetery, uh, the doctor in case they weren't attending when they passed away, the employer, and uh, also let employers and their relatives who are not going to be able to go to work because of the loss that they've suffered. Um, organists, musicians, and vocalists, the newspapers uh, regarding any notices, the Social Security Administration, the Veterans Administration, insurance agents, any religious fraternal civic organizations and unions, um, the decedent's accountant, attorney, uh, financial planner, or and or the executor, and of course credit card companies are, are going to be wanting to know um, that indeed that... Uh, the decedent that's passed away. And we have done it once again, managed to run out of time, but I want to thank all of you from around the world and encourage you, if you're not already, subscribe via uh, Apple iTunes and Apple Podcasts and the Google Play Music Store. Visit our website at funeralfact.com and you can subscribe with just one click as well as download this list of 125 things that need to happen when someone passes away. Until next time, this is Jeff Casper wishing you great days and good luck. Proceeding broadcast is copyright 2017 Casper Media. All rights reserved.